Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. All right. Hello and welcome, folks. Welcome back to the China Shop. You made it. Don't touch that dial. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNiptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing great. I'm excited for the prospects of Dan uh, maybe sitting on a couch. Oh, <laughs> that's right. We have a very <laughs> special guest coming back to the China shop, the infamous Rich Friesen. How are you doing today, Rich? I'm doing just fine, running as fast as I can. <laughs> are you getting anywhere? Well, that's always the question. We were just talking about black holes and running into black holes. <laughs> How's that working for me? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because you got your book coming out, uh, Conversations with Money. A private conversation, not just a conversation, oh. but a private conversation Ooh. with money. And that's coming out uh, December 18. So depending on when this recording is heard, uh, you can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all the major sellers, and it will be there. That's awesome. By the 18th, we will update the links to make sure that anybody wants to check that out can find it. And I want to tell you, Rich, I voted on the cover art. So, Oh, you did? Well, <laughs> I need to see which one you came up with. I don't know if it was the one I picked. <laughs> well, I, I hope it was just, just so we can spare your ego. I don't want to do any yeah. self-esteem damage here yeah. today. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of therapist I am, you know, just <laughs> not wanting to damage my clients. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're clients now? Where's the fun that, in that? Is that a step above friends? I don't know. Which would you prefer? <laughs> Well, Rich, we're glad to have you back because I think uh, we were discussing this a little bit uh, in the pre-call, but I think Dan and I both may have jumped the gun when we were first talking to you about trading psychology when we really <laughs> never had a clear trading plan or even a fundamental understanding of market analysis. Yeah. And over the last year, I feel like we've really laid down the foundations for that, you know, utilizing okay. buy the drip strategies, looking for break and retests. Um, I think we've even been, you know, experimenting with futures. But I think now is the point where we're starting to see where talking to you about the psychology of the trader, I think could really be helpful to ourselves. Oh, excellent. So as you progress, uh, everyone from a novice trader on up, there are st different stages, different issues, different things that come up. So given where you are now, and you have a better understanding of the technicals, and you're looking at clarifying strategy. Give me a sense of where you are in that process. Dan, you want to uh, take the lead on this one? I would say we're at the point of that process of struggling with the, the, the human, I say, foibles that keep us from 
properly mm-hmm. executing the strategy. All the all the things that Absolutely. lead you off course. Okay, well, this is really valuable because if we can start to look at what you call foibles, and we can list them, I my guess is many of the listeners out there will go, oh yeah, that's me. So, and that and then talking about those, we can actually address the issues that may be important to your listeners. So. Would you be willing to list the foibles? Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. That's a, you know, that is a really good answer. I, the, the no answer I would have gotten. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's rich. <laughs> My, I, think, I think the biggest one for me is mental capital. I get to a point where I start to – I feel like my brain wants to, to trade right and it start i start to see things to that pop up and and i convince myself in the moment like oh no that's following the strategy and then like reviewing it later i'm like no that really wasn't uh, that was that was me okay. like that anticipation and wanting to be in a trade mm-hmm. you make a i like what you said there about the mental capital too because it feels like you start out strong for the first hour hour and a half but after that then things start to really start to slacken yeah the discipline starts to loosen and then you start finding yourself in entering positions that you normally wouldn't or wouldn't have an hour ago yeah well that's yeah that's really good point that all sorts of behavioral studies show that as we make a series of decisions especially decisions that we don't have enough information we have to make them quickly and we have to bear some, there's some level of risk to them. Those are the kind of decisions that we make when trading. And those are the kind that eat the most, uh, and I like the words, mental capital, you know, that energy. So mm-hmm. as we drain the mental capital, then, of course, we find that it's easier to go back into an old context. And the old context is, uh, I, I really need to make money. I want to fill my dreams. Uh, if I can make, make the money back I lost this morning, or, wow, I could have a really big day and what that would mean. And then we go into this whole different context that is about hopes and dreams and disappointments and fears. Mm-hmm. That's very well put. I think that's spot on. All right. End of episode. Thanks for fixing us, Rich. Okay. You're, <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Normally, it only takes a minute, but you guys are really tough customers. <laughs> a whole six minutes. <laughs> but let's say, okay, uh, the brain wants to trade. I say things and I fool myself. Would you be, do you have a, uh, an experience that's fairly recent where you lost your mental capital and you wanted to trade and you started to see things. Is there any specific incident that comes to mind? Yeah, I had one happen today with Trading Futures. Oh, that's great. Would you be willing to do a little experiment? Yes. Yes. Only only because I know that's what Kyle's been waiting for. We all vote on that. So uh, we'll go. Okay. <laughs> So this morning, what were you trading? I was trading uh, futures, uh, S&P futures. Okay, S&P futures. Okay, let's go back to the time about a couple of minutes before the trade or when you started to see this setup forming. And I can invite you to close your eyes and even lean back or get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And just imagine the screen there. 
and imagine it's approaching a potential trade. And when you have that in mind, let me know. Okay, I'm there. All right, so let's do a quick trip through the body. Notice your heart rate, breathing, muscle tensions, posture. So the trade is about to set up. What do you notice and are aware of in your physiology? Anxiousness. Okay, so if I were to slip inside your body, slip my toes in your toes, your, my fingers in your fingers and start to breathe with your lungs, and I was anxious, how would I know that I was anxious? What specifics would tell me that about anxiety? I, I notice that I, I start to, to squirm more. I almost okay. feel like a pressure in my head. Okay, so I want that pressure in the head and the squirming. In fact, you can do it right now. Just start squirming. The setup's there. Exaggerate the squirming. I'm doing that with you. Feel that pressure in your head and allow that pressure in your head to expand and get more intense. What thought would increase the squirming and increase the pressure in the head? I've missed it. I missed the trade. I waited too long. I, I missed the trade. Okay, so I missed the trade. I waited too long. So feel that. Feel that hesitancy. I missed the trade. I waited too long. Feel the squirming. Feel the pressure in your head. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> it, right. So if you were to exaggerate that, feel that intently. How old do you feel right now? About eight years old. Eight years old. Okay. What was happening to little Dan at eight years old? Uh, we don't have four or five hours. A lot. Very, very real family issues. Mental illness in the, in the family. A lot of, like, okay. negative, negative stuff. So let's go back to that little Dan, the pressure in the head, the squirming. I'm seeing that little boy. How did he handle the family issues? He was just a little boy. He didn't have many options. He didn't have much reserves. He didn't know much about the world except what was coming at him. What did he do to protect himself and take care of himself? Uh, I would I would try to find a place where he would be alone, maybe read a book. Okay, great. So Dan would withdraw and read a book. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you could still hear the family or still feel the pressure from the family? Yeah, until, until I got my own uh, Walkman tape player. There in the, in the 80s. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I shut, I shut myself down in order to preserve myself. Is that right? Yeah. Great. So let's come back to the trading screen. The setup is coming. You're squirming. The pressure in the head. You might miss this trade. So what do you do next as you feel this pressure build? Well, what, what do I do or what do I think I should do? <laughs> what do you do? You're in this place. You're squirming. I find a reason to jump into the trade. Okay. Okay. I want you to feel the pressure in your head, feel the squirming, and feel the unpleasantness, and click that mouse. And just when you click the mouse, notice what happens physiologically. I, I stop squirming, and I get alert, and I start watching what happens. Yeah. Does it feel like there's more pressure or less pressure? I feel like it's just, it changed a different type of pressure. Okay, great. A different, so describe the different type of pressure. Well, now, now I feel like my ego's tied to it. Like, well, I made a decision. Now, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So I'm going to give you a phrase to repeat. And then sometimes I give these phrases and they're just totally off the wall and not even connected. Other times, sort of. And sometimes they hit. So the phrase is, I need this trade to go to be profitable so I can feel okay about myself. Mm -hmm. In your own words, what would that sound like? I need this trade to go right so I can be successful at what I'm doing. Does that feel true? No, not when we're talking about it. Sure. In that moment, in that context where you feel the pressure in your head, you feel the squirming, the same sessions, the same sensations you felt as an eight-year-old, and you click the button, and this trade is going to be a referendum on your success and value as a person. That may be an exaggeration, but are we in the right direction? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now we're going to step out of that trade. In fact, why don't we do this? Let's leave Dan at the screen. He's made the trade, and now he needs to go to his way. And I want you to just slip out of his body, allow the trader to be there doing whatever he's doing, and stand behind him and, and just look at the back of his head and the screen. So wiggle out of his, your hands out of his hands, your toes out of his ho toes, and just step behind him and notice what's going on. And you've done that, let me know and take the time you need. Yeah. Okay. I'm there. Wash your hair, you hippie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you are pretty critical of Dan, is that right? <laughs> I can be. You can be. Okay. So that was just a, a joke. I'm for going levity's sake. For levity's sake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. All right. So now I'm going to invite you to your highest self, to your wisest self. And you are an investor. And you have $100,000 to give to one of two different traders. One trader. When he sees a setup, he gets squirmy. He feels pressure in his head expanding. He makes the trade and he needs the trade to be okay and to show that he's a good trader. You look on the other side of the room and there's an, the twin. And in that twin, he looks at trading at, as a risk management choice. He knows that he's probably going to be profitable for 40 to 50% of his trades. He knows that he's going to probably have a win-loss ratio of maybe three to one. And he's amused by the markets. He's amused how they trade and how things changed. He's curious about everything. Every trade that goes his way or doesn't go his way, he knows is part of his system. And that given that he's probably going to have losers half the time, he knows that that is progress. If he has a losing trade or two or three in a row, he knows that uh, that's just part of the statistics. He's looking forward to building his account. He manages good risk, and he executes the trades according to his strategy. Now let's look back at the other Dan, who feels the pressure in his head, who feels wiggly, who needs the trade for him to be okay. You, as the wise investor who has $100,000 to give to one of these two traders, which are you going to give? Yeah, yeah, definitely the one that... Uh it's calm and collected about it. Right. So right now, you are giving money to one that feels pressure in his head and is wiggly and needs the trade to be successful. So here's the good news. 
you can invest in the other trader. He's there. He's willing. He's eager. All we have to do is let him out. So if you look at stepping into the master trader's mindset, and if you look at how good it feels to step into that twin and be that twin, can you imagine that for a moment, what that would be like? Yeah. How does that feel? Uh, it feels uh, really good. Con- confidence. Confident. Let's get some words here. Feels good, confident. What other words come to mind? Professional. Professional. I like that. Feels good, confident, and professional. Anything else? Handsome. Handsome. <laughs> you know, I know that you think that's funny, but actually, confidence feels good, professional. It actually changes your aura and changes your attractiveness. Yeah. Changes your posture, changes your face, changes your smile, changes your energy, and people will notice that. Yeah. So now we have the most delicious choice, the most incredibly wonderful path to take. So as you look at that professional, confident trader that feels so good, how do you stop yourself from stepping into that? Laziness. I don't buy that. <laughs> that feels so good. It means so much to you. Mm-hmm. That confidence is such a positive experience that there is that laziness doesn't explain it. So let's do a little. Ex- Are you willing to continue with this? Sure. Okay. So you're standing in between these two traders. One of them's heads feels under pressure. He's wiggling. He doesn't want to miss out. He needs the trade. The trade is a referendum on his identity and self-worth. You look at the other one who's having fun, is confident, who knows that every other trade is going to be a loser, is curious about the market, is confident, is professional. If you're standing in the middle between them two, is that comfortable or do you wish to move towards one or away from the other? Definitely towards one. Okay, which one? The, the confident professional one. Excellent. So I want you to move, start moving forward towards him. As you move forward, notice your posture, your breathing. Notice the thoughts in your heads, the feeling. So I'm going to give you a moment as you move toward him to notice your physiology, your emotions, and your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you notice? I feel like uh, the faster I try to run, the slower I go. The faster I run, the slower I go. Okay, so as you move toward the Dan, that is the professional, you have the thought that the faster I run, the slower I go. Is that right? Yeah, and then and then I had an image of, of being tethered to something behind me, trying to way backward. Excellent. Where's the tether attached to? What part of your body? My, it's, it's like... A rope wrapped around my chest and waist. Wrapped around your chest and waist. Once, uh, yeah, not like I, I don't feel like it's encircled me, but I feel like almost like it's a WWE belt, uh, the, the ringside ropes, elastic mm-hmm. ropes. Oh, okay, great. So there's the elastic ropes. May I have permission to talk to those elastic ropes? Yes. So elastic ropes, Dan has given me permission to talk to you. 
And I want you to understand that I believe you have a positive intent for Dan. You're there to help him survive, and you're there to help him do some, to avoid doing making a big mistake. And with that understanding, may I have a conversation with you as Dan's ropes? Yes. So you're there to keep Dan from fully going into the professional trader, is that right? Apparently so. Apparently so. What might happen to Dan if you weren't there? What would he do that would be crazy or nuts or risky? I don't have an answer for that question. Okay. So you've been with Dan for quite a while, I understand. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. How long have you been with him? Don't know. Okay. So you've been with him for for some time, is that right? Yes. Okay. Do you recall what Dan was doing when you came to him to help him out? Maybe... Ooh, maybe uh, I feel like when Dan fell off a cliff at the age of 15. He fell off a cliff at the age of 15. Was he badly hurt? Yes. Okay. So you're there to keep Dan alive, is that right? Yeah, keep him safe. Keep him safe. Excellent. So Dan, when he's trading and his head is full of pressure and he's wiggling around, are there any serious risks to him? No. Okay. So that's a place where we know that you know that Dan will know how to survive in that situation. Is that right? Yes. Great. So as you see Dan walking into a, the potential of being a professional trader with confidence and curiosity, able to f- execute his system easily with grace and ease, able to see all the trades as a part of a process, not needing an outcome for specific trades. So as he moves towards that state, is that like moving towards the cliff? What might go wrong if Dan were to move in that direction? I suppose he could burn out an account. He could burn out an account. I guess that's what I'm trying to do is make myself burn out an account. So I stopped trading. Right. So if Dan were to move into that position, he might get cocky, he might burn out an account, he might uh, start to think that he's really something, throw caution to the wind, not use risk management. Is that right? Yeah. Excellent. But the Dan that just is squirming and pressure in his head, although he's not likely to make a lot of money, he's probably not going to get really cocky, big, and lose a lot of money. Is that right? Yeah. Excellent. So may I as give you as Dan's ropes an appreciation? Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> you are saving Dan from the potential of being successful and professional and having a lot of fun. But what you notice is Dan may not be ready to handle that. And like a Icarus, he could fly too close to the sun. Does that description sound right? Yeah. Excellent. So you're doing Dan a really big favor that he might miss out on some success, but he's not going to fall off the cliff. Yeah. Excellent. So your preference to keep him safe is just to keep him grinding away and not making a lot of money, but not losing a lot of money and allowing the trades to determine his identity and just being all tied up emotionally when he's trading. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. 
That is certainly one way to keep him safe. So what if Dan, well, let me ask you, do you think Dan is capable of stepping into a bigger success? Does he, is he worthy enough? Is, is he able? Is he able to manage the extra money, the extra success, the consistency? Do you think on some level he is capable of learning that? Yes. Great. So how can you keep him safe as the elastic ropes and allow him to start to venture into that new professional Dan? How can we work together? How can you and Dan work together to very carefully manage risk, to stay away from the cliff, and yet still find the upside? Do you have any ideas of how you could work with Dan that would provide the opportunity and miss the risk of Dan going nuts? No. Okay. So being unable to visualize, that means you're going to keep him in the old Dan. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if, what if there were a way for you to manage Dan's risk, manage his ego, manage the hubris, manage the trouble he could get into, and allow him to have the upside? If there were a possible way to do that where you could play a really big role as risk manager, would you be willing to consider, just consider upgrading your skills? Yes. Great. Upgrading your skills. So if you were to upgrade your skills, manage Dan's risk, how would that new role look like? I know this is brand new for you, and I know that you've been taking care of Dan successfully and keeping him from falling off uh, more cliffs. And so this is a bit of a stretch. So I'm going to ask you to stretch a bit. Well, you are a kind of an elastic <laughs> rope, is that right? Yes. Yeah. So maybe you can do some stretching here. In your imagination, how can you allow Dan to trade fluidly, follow the system, be in rapport with himself and the markets, and yet you can still maintain some risk control? How do you see doing that? Longer ropes. Longer ropes. Okay. So what if you could make a deal with Dan? You could say, Dan, today I'm going to, there's no pressure. The trades are not a reflection or a referendum on who you are, your success. I'm going to give you permission to trade fluidly your strategy freely, without judgment, without worry. But I'm going to ask you to make sure your stops are in place to make sure that uh, we're doing our, si our, our sizing is good. And I'm going to keep my eye on you, but I'm going, to let, I'm going to let the rope stretch a bit. And I'm going to see how you work and see how you do. Is that something you could do, or is that still out of, the, out of bounds? No, I think, I think that's, that feels doable. That feels doable. Okay. All right. Is there anything else you would like? As, as you think about that, is there any other creative ideas or anything you want to say to me as Dan's ropes before we go back to Dan? Um, I can think of a few jokes, but not really. Okay. <laughs> jokes are fine. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. Uh, rumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, indeed. Let's rumble. Okay. Well, thank you, Dan's ropes. I really appreciate the conversation. I appreciate your honesty. And I appreciate that you're willing to upgrade your roles with Dan 
your position with Dan to a higher level sophistication where you can actually help him out because, as you probably know, keeping him from being successful and just grinding away and all the tension, that ultimately, that's a risk too. It may not have the big risks, but it has a series of little ones that can just be a killer. So thank you so much. And I really appreciate, and I'm going to go back to Dan now. Hey, Dan, take a deep breath and shake yourself out a little bit. Yeah. I'll take one with you. Me too. Okay. Yeah. I can take one too. We can all take one. In fact, if you're listening to this right now and you felt some empathy along the way, I invite you also to take some deep breaths for yourself. Okay, Dan, did you hear, hear my conversation with your ropes? I did. Yeah. Any thoughts you have about them? Yeah, I want to play nice with them. You want to play nice. Okay. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight my own ropes. You don't want to fight your own ropes. Okay. Great. So here is what the homework is. Before you sit down to trade, just like we did today, you have a conversation with your ropes. And your ropes are looking to upgrade their skills, to have better risk management, to allow you to flow and execute your strategy. And that is their desire, but they've never done that before. So this is going to be new. It's going to be a bit of a learning curve for both of you. But what you can do is make an agreement. No pressure. I'm going, he can watch your risk management. You agree to sizing and to stops and whatever risk management you have. You shake hands, you sit down, and the ropes aren't there. The pressure in your head is gone. The need to wiggle around is gone. You're breathing easily. There's no muscle tension. You're waiting for that trade to come, for the setup to be complete. There's no need to jump. You don't need to prove anything to anybody. You don't need to have the trade a winner in order to be okay or to feel like your dreams are coming true. It's all fascinating and interesting. In fact, you could have a series of losing trades. And that might tell you something about a system if you're executing it well. And that would just be another curiosity and something to learn. So your homework is to make an agreement with your ropes. And once you have that agreement and know that he's going about risk management for the day, you're going to sit down, breathe easily, breathe into your abdomen because you're so relaxed. No need to squirm, no need to wiggle. Be fully present with the market. Keep your awareness of your physiology, your emotions, and your thoughts. And when you talked about earlier about your mental capital, you're going to be aware when it starts to come to an end and say, okay, that's it. I love trading when I have powerful mental capital, but not needing to prove anything to anybody. I can stop trading when that starts to run down. So that's your homework. All right. Wow. Okay. So as you imagine doing that homework, how do you think that's going to feel? I think that's going to feel good. It's going to feel good. In my current way of thinking is that my clients move to a new set of behaviors when they feel better than the old ones in the present. So you've just created 
an invitation for yourself to feel better in the moment, to step into your professional trading mindset, to allow yourself to be one with the market and feel the fluidity of your executions according to your strategy. As I say these words, my gosh, I feel myself relaxing here, right? Just right now in this moment, I feel myself, my posture shift a little bit. I'm just enjoying the imaginary feeling or the imaginary mindset I created for you. I'm imagining stepping into it myself and, oh my gosh, that feels good. Mm-hmm. Oh, in fact, I've kind of had a, been putting pressure on myself today around the book and marketing and all that stuff. And just doing this with you, all of a sudden, I'm feeling less pressure, less tension, and more eager. So I'd like you to thank you for sharing that state of mind of your professional trader. So thank you. You are absolutely welcome. Thank you for your part of the process and the journey. Okay. So any thoughts before we move the discussion on? Yeah, just just that's interesting to to have a conversation with a piece of yourself you're you're only vaguely aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting becoming aware of it. Mm-hmm. Too. I, mm-hmm. I took that away from the two conversations I did with Rich. Also, uh, it's really hard to sit quietly when somebody's really burying themselves like that. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying, Dan. (laughs) Okay, say that again, Kyle. When it's hard to sit quietly, what do you mean by that? I mean, uh, like, one, you feel feel tension because you're hearing something that sounds like it should be private. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, as Dan knows from sitting in the same... Yeah, you're you're such a voyeur. Yeah, exactly. And then you want to break that tension by making jokes, but... (laughs) <laughs> Boy, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the people listening, if you can pay attention to your own physiology, your thoughts and your feelings. And as Dan has created an incredible model for moving forward with his trading, for seeing the parts of himself that are keeping him from where he is and going to be, that just notice how you want to make jokes or move away from it, or maybe you started getting distracted. Because what Dan has done is the most fundamental thing you can do as a trader, and that start to accept the parts that are currently in conflict and moving them into rapport with yourself and your future. So, Kyle, you just brought up a really important point. I'd also like to say it wasn't the whole time I wanted to make jokes. I was actually enjoying the conversation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And picturing my own ropes that were holding me back. Okay. And how I was going to come to agreement with them and allow them to take over my risk management strategy and no longer keep me from becoming my best trading self. Well, that's a really good point. When I worked for Chicago Research and Trading, I was a trader. Mm-hmm. And the value that they brought to the party was that they had a risk manager who managed the risk for the firm and all the individual traders and positions. They also had then a guy who managed the positions themselves. And then they had me, among many other traders, as an executor. Uh, My job was only to execute the trades. And as a result, it freed me from all those other conflicting functions. Mm -hmm. So as an independent trader, what we need to do is look at the first strategy developer, the intellect, the ability to create a strategy, the executioner, the risk manager, 
and the position manager. Uh, as independent traders, we don't have to worry about the position manager because they're usually in and out of the market. Uh, the, the option trading firm I had had hundreds of millions of dollars of positions that needed to be managed. Mm-hmm. But what Kyle, you brought up was really important is that can we look at and manage these different parts of ourselves? So the exercise I have my traders do is they get three different baseball caps, you know, a, a red, a green, and a yellow, or scarves, or something to indicate which part they're doing. So we don't want to handicap each part. We want each part to do it thoroughly and a real good job. But we also want to make sure that that's the role it's in, when it's in, in the right context. Mm -hmm. So they each put on, you know, the red is usually the risk manager, the green is the executioner, the yellow is the strategist. So if you are aware of what parts you're in, then as the executioner, because the strategy and the risk manager already had their say, you're, you're within their context, you execute it, and then you just have one unambiguous role. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you, uh, how much time do we have? As much as you want. We'll edit this down as much as we need. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when, when I was... Uh, I, I was trading for Chicago Research and Trading at that time was one of the largest option trading firms. And they sent me out the Pacific Exchange to trade options on equities. Mm-hmm. And I was the first trader that traded equities, options on equities. And a couple months after I was there, there was a stock Com Disco. It was uh, what an insurance type stock that had an accounting big goof up or something and the stock dropped 30%. And if you're familiar with options, the options implied volatility was around 75, 80 or some big number. Mm -hmm. And they wanted me to go in and sell some premium. They felt it was too high. So I went in and I sold about 20 contracts of options, came back to the phone and called Gus and said, oh, okay, I've sold 20 contracts. He said, no, Rich, we want to sell a lot of options. So I went back and very carefully looked at what which the most overpriced options and sold another hundred or something. Came back and said, Gus, okay, we're up 120 now. He said, just a minute, Rich. And I heard him talking to Joe, the founder of the firm in the background. And Joe got on the phone and he said, Rich, do you want me to give this to a broker? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I went yeah. back to the pit. Sold, sold. I sold I, I knocked, I myself knocked the premium down from about 80 to about 60 in about 10 minutes. Whoa, I sold maybe a couple thousand <laughs> contracts. Um, and we ended up making about $400,000 on that trade. Oh, wow. So, again, I was trying to play multiple roles, but my yeah. role was just one role to execute, execute, execute. So, if mm-hmm. independent traders can create the distinct roles for themselves and no one is time to execute there's no need to rush it there's no need to hurry there's no need to get out early if it starts going again it goes your way and then starts to go back because you're there to execute you can trust the guy who made the strategy you can trust your risk manager part and if you can trust those two then that allows you a tremendous amount of freedom very well said I was just going to say, I kind of want to have two hats on hooks next to my trading desk. Mm-hmm. And one's my mm-hmm. my risk manager planning hat and one's my execution hat. And like, so I can go back and forth during the day. I kind of want to let you do the planning and tell me what to buy. 
I wonder how well that would work. We could switch on the, on odd and even days. Oh, well, that's another interesting <laughs> thought, you know, is that you, you farm out the role. Yeah. I was doing real good till Kyle and I got in that big fight and he stopped making the plans for me. <laughs> Until he started sabotaging them. <laughs> You're right. Even worse. Yeah, you should sell here. Yeah, that's a great level. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. I, I like what you were saying about the, the 40, 50% win rate. I think a lot of times we forget that. Uh, I mean, Dan and I, we've had many different conversations and pointed out many different times that this is still a game of probabilities. So you want the probabilities on your side, but you know, we forget that a 50% win rate is still all you need to be successful. Yeah. Do you want to play a short game? Uh, sure. Sure. Chess? Okay. <laughs> so I've got a 50 cent. I got a 50 cent piece in my hand. It's silver. It's mm-hmm. uh, 19. What, I can't see the date. It's too dark in here. But it's original 15 when they still had uh, silver coins. So I'm going to have you call heads or tails. And the deal is I'm going to pay you $2 if you call it right. Mm-hmm. And you're going to pay me $1 if you call it incorrectly. Does that sound like a bet you want to make? Uh, it depends. Can I see the coin? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's an honest <laughs> it's an honest. It has okay. tails and it has a heads. <laughs> no, I mean, are you going to tell me honestly? Yes, I, I would. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh, that hurts. A lot of trust. Oh, that there. hurts. <laughs> I'm just, just covering the bases. Yeah, I play that game all day long. Yeah. Okay, you'll play you that have? game all day long, right? Yeah. Okay. Positive expectations. Okay, so Kyle and Dan each call heads or tails. You can call the same or different. Doesn't matter. Okay, it's going to be heads. I'll call tails because okay. then we should at least get a dollar. That's right. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, was, was Dan called heads? Yes. Yes. Okay, Kyle. Okay, we'll flip it. Whoop, dropped it. Let me flip it over my hand. It's tails. Woo! Damn it. Okay, notice that. You called it right. Oh, Is yep. that right? Notice that feeling. Mm-hmm. If we were to play this game all day, you wouldn't give up. But um, what it, whether it was heads or tails on any <laughs> given trade is that right that's true no because you know that the odds are in your favor right but i fall for this too i do this and i get a thrill when i call it correctly right yeah yeah, yeah. this is such bullshit but this <laughs> yeah. is the way our brains are made i have done this with traders maybe 50 times and i still get a thrill if i call it correctly Right. And I've just now given you a system. So in trading, it's the same thing. It's it's even more because we invest in it. We do it correctly. And all of a sudden, the market says, yes, you made this money. Mm-hmm. What a thrill we have. When in fact, that thrill gets in our road because we are depending on that trade to be a winner, to be okay, to have our dreams come true, to have our identity, uh, bulwark, just all these wonderful things because we called it right. But those emotions then kill us because we're now looking for and we're like uh, rats in, a, in some sort of experiment, which we keep looking for that feeling as mm-hmm. versus we have the strategy, we win 50% of the time, we're, two, we're profitable trades are two to, you know, two or to one. So it, this trade doesn't matter. 
But saying that, I know myself that it matters on the flip of the coin. So we have to, you know, so my invitation is to be aware of it, to allow that feeling to come, allow that feeling to go. And from our higher selves, from our master trader's mindset, we can say they're there. That's how your brain works. But it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. It's, yeah, being just being aware of something can sometimes make all the difference in the world. Yes. So the golden keys at the Mind Muscles Academy are awareness, acceptance. Mm-hmm. Like if I have an emotional reaction, I say, oh, that's interesting. I'm having a strong emotional reaction. And from that, then I can say, now, what would I prefer? But if we're trying to fight those emotions or quarantine them, then we're setting ourselves from up for an internal struggle. So we can't overcome that thrill of calling the flip coin. But what we can do is be aware of that thrill, understand that it is just an ephemeral way our brains are are wired, let it come and go, and know from our master trader's mindset that we have a higher calling to the strategy and the statistics that we've created for ourselves. Let me ask you this question, Rich. Can we use that thrill to our advantage and start start looking at our stops when we get stopped out or whenever we Mm -hmm. scratch a trade? Instead of looking at what we lost on that trade, look at what we saved. Oh, my gosh. You just uh, hit, opened another wonderful door. So the way that I look at that is, let's say uh, how much, given that bet we just had, how mm-hmm. much is each flip of the coin worth? Uh, in that case, at least uh, it would be $1.50 would be the total be, value, right? Yeah, it would be a dollar. Between the win or, and the loss? It would be 50 cents. Or it co- the cost of the trade would be a dollar. Okay, so if we, let's say we do two flips and one is profitable, you, uh, I pay you a buck and the other one's unprofitable, you pay me 50 cents. So, oh, wait a minute, it's $1 to $2. What, yeah, what did yeah, we say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, win, so, win two. So you win one, two, so 50 cents. Yeah, you're you right lose then. one. Yep. So in two trades, you make a buck, divided by two is 50 cents. Yep. Okay, so every flip of the coin is worth 50 cents. So, Win or lose, if you make a trade by your strategy, it's worth X amount. And if you calculate that out with a losing trade, you can say, okay, I'm up now another 300 bucks. Ah, interesting. So we're changing the value from whether that trade was profitable or not to the value of the strategy over the larger sample size. Right. I do like that. Each trade with the strategy is worth the average of all the trades. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I like that too. Making notes here. Well, there's that and so much more on our online courses. We go through, you know, these valuable tidbits that are all based on how our human brain works that don't work very well in trading. And we reframe them to new ways of stepping into a mindset that not only feels better, honors our values, but gets us to our goals. And that's at Mind Muscles. Yeah. Traders.com or mindmuscles.com? I mean. uh, either will get there, but mindmuscles okay. for traders get you there directly. Mindmuscles.com will get you there indirectly. The people who've been with us for a while, that link has been in the description for probably a good six months now. Yes, we are big fans of Rich Friesen and his, his pro, uh, programs. Right. And one of the things about trading is it's all about money. And what I, what, amazingly, you won't believe this. But no trader has ever come to me and says, I have a problem with success and having lots of money. Not one. (laughs) (laughs) But 
as we work through it, the typical equity curve, and you know what that is, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it goes up slowly, up, 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 up with jiggles, up, 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 and then bang. And, and one day, two or three days, it's all given back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if, when you look at those times and those transitions, it's oftentimes because of the subconscious uh, uh, sabotage of stepping into a successful place and a successful relationship with money. So I wrote a book, A Private Conversation with Money, to address this. It's not only just for traders, but it's for everybody who has a conflicted relationship with money. And December 18, it is available. You can go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever you buy your books. All right. We'll have links for all that stuff in the description. We hope you guys check that out. Uh, I'm really looking forward to to checking out that book, Rich. Okay. Are, are you going to do any book tours? Uh, are you going to visit any Barnes and Nobles yeah. and say hi and sign copies? Um, you know, I love those personal things. I don't know how they are post-COVID, but I'm oh, certainly yeah. looking yeah. forward to if I can organize it. I'm now in the middle of all the online marketing and just getting connected to people in a way that uh, you know, heart to heart connections with people to expand my, my circles of relationships. And that's taken a lot of time. So, but I love the person to person. So um, hopefully we can set that up. Uh, Richard, you on any uh, upcoming podcasts that people should check out? If they want to hear more. Uh, they can always, uh, I've, well, if you want a real radical rich, I ah. step into a very different persona and you can go to YouTube and riches reframes. They're, reframes. Yeah, they're political, mm. they're economic, they are tongue-in-cheek, they are radical, and they're bound to make many people really pissed off. So if you, if you, want, to, <laughs> if you want to feel something intently. All right. I love it. Rich's reframes. Uh, I love it. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to be checking those out for sure. Already loaded them up. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, uh, Rich, for everything you do, not not just for coming on the show, not just for helping me, but thanks for being such a great resource for, for everybody that you provide those resources for. Uh, it really means a lot. Well, thank you. It's, the, my mission in life is to create a better world for my kids and my grandkids. And we can all do that better world if we're in rapport with ourselves, with our environment, and with the markets, and lose all that self-judgment and criticism and internal sabotage. So I'm, I'm really gunning for everybody to be successful <laughs> and wealthy and happy. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I'm always smiling when you leave. That's uh, right. I need to have you on more often. Uh-huh. <laughs> great <laughs> alright thanks again Rich well Dan I want to give you a real appreciation for for being open and honest and giving everybody a model uh, how we work and how they can move forward in their lives that's really a gift to your listeners and I so appreciate it oh, mm-hmm. oh you're welcome it's also a gift to me because I can play the recording for myself in the morning ah brilliant excellent it's totally personalized just for me yep <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, we got to we got to get going. Uh, uh, thanks for having you, Rich. Kyle, thanks for not cracking too many jokes and letting us do our thing. I really wanted to make one when Rich caught it, though. Rich caught it the uh, the elasticity of the ropes. I was I was seconds away from making the trick, <laughs> okay. and he got he got it before I could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, they're ropes. They can be elastic. They can stretch. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll be coming at you soon. Uh, Until then, happy trades. Bye, folks.
Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.